You're listening to a Malu Entertainment original podcast. Hi guys, on today's session we have amazing independent filmmaker Josie Hess who recently co-directed my latest feature, All of Me, with the equally incredible Morgana Muses. In this session we chat about identity, pornography, artistry and a whole lot more. They are an incredible, hilarious human being, so enjoy. Hi guys, welcome back to the show. Now I'm stoked to have queer independent filmmaker and overall bloody good person Josie has with us today. They've just recently co-directed my latest feature, All of Me, with the beautiful Morgana Muses, who has a touching story of their own. Josie and Morgana kind of came to me at a time where I was contemplating whether I should stay in the industry. I was copying a lot of flack from people, saying that I I don't deserve to be here, and so on and so forth. And Josie and Morgana kind of came to me and said, your story needs to be heard. So they kind of gave me a lifeline of hope, I like to call it. So the first question I kind of asked Josie was, what was it like to be working on that film and approaching me about it? So I think uh, definitely Morgana is the genesis. Uh, you know, she's the creative powerhouse, obviously, behind Permission for Pleasure. And I think we're both equally in awe of her uh, majesty yeah. and everything she stands for. So yeah. I, I felt the exact same way where I was like, who is this woman? Uh yeah. And I think um, she was the one that mentioned to me that uh, I think she was she was she knew you before, right? I think she was yeah. the one who mentioned that yeah. uh, you might be interested in sharing your story. And um, Mog and I had just come off the back of doing because um, up until a certain point, we'd really just been telling Morgana's story. Morgana, we were kind of primarily telling our stories about like her sexual exploration. But then yeah. we did a film in Berlin called Rituals and Worship, which was about one of Morgana's good friends, Karitia, who's this sort of like incredible shamanistic sort of ritualized BDSM practitioner. Yeah. Um, they do really incredible work over there. And we, we documented that. And so we made this, I don't know, we accidentally made a documentary. <laughs> like we had never done that before. And so I think um, when Morgana learned about your story and sort of your activism, and in particular, I think it's a, your poem as well, like the, the really mm. like strong visual element of your poem. I think we were both just like, oh hell yeah, that's like, you know, if, we, if, you're, if we're lucky enough to, you know, have, have you tell your story to us, then that would be really good. And I think that's when we started the conversation with you about like, you know, how we would go about it and what you might, yeah. you know, be comfortable with and all that stuff. So yeah, I think that's the genesis of um, how that all came to be. Yeah, and I think it's kind of the time where I was contemplating leaving the industry and the industry was my life and I didn't know what I was going to do. And then you guys came along and said, how about we do this? And I was like, is this a sign telling me I shouldn't go anywhere? And um, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to throw myself into this and do as much as I can and see what happens. And yeah, I'm so glad I did because I think Morgana's felt the same where she's gone through stages of, can I do this? Can I continue? But we always come back to, yes, we can. And we always fight for, you know, what we, our craft. Yeah. I mean, you are already a consummate performer. I think when we met you for sure, right? Like uh, we don't, you know, you'd had a, 
yeah, you had a, a, an amazing and colored history of like amazing projects. But I, I think you're right, like, um, and, you know, stop me if you, that's not something you want to talk about, but like, I do remember that like, the original kind of cut we were working on was to do with your sort of like grappling with maybe exiting yeah. the industry. Yeah. And I think because the edit was over, basically what happens is I got a full-time job. So up <laughs> to a certain point, up until a certain point, I had been like um, a freelancer just working for Morgana and doing other projects and all creative yeah. projects, earning like no money. But then I got a fucking full-time shoot. Like, you know, it's a great job, but it is like, it's a lot of work. And therefore yeah. all my time got eaten. And then I also went back to school and started my master's again. And I'm just like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I must be crazy to, to do that. You're but, an artist. Uh, yeah, so. Artists are crazy. <laughs> yeah so I think uh between I think in 2017 was the last year that I had like a proper amount of time to like (laughs) you know invest in you know stuff that's for me and Mog and then I think that's kind of we filmed maybe you that year or the year before and then I just got horribly busy and (laughs) in a way it kind of worked out for the best because by the time we were revisiting and actually able to get the edit to a point where it was ready that's when we did those pickups and you were in a very different place yeah by that stage from your own journey like you'd kind of I think by then you were like back on the sex work train <laughs> I think I'd only, I worked out that I only left like um two months not even that because we had <laughs> yeah we had a massive retirement party and everything and I yeah. at the end of it it was a bit of a train wreck because I just looked at both you and Morgs and just lost the plot and so I I don't know how That's to funny. breathe on my own I can't be my actual person without being Melina so I was just like I can't so it was the best thing that could have ever happened actually even though it was tragic I think you know I thought that was a kick-ass party because you also had your friend who came and played uh yeah. amazing music do you remember that that was like rad it I had was a good so time. Good. yeah <laughs> not enough alcohol but I guess I mean is there ever enough alcohol exactly. I was thinking like uh like you mentioned that thing about like identity and um you know the difficulty in letting or just like who are you without that and that yeah. I assume that's something that you still grapple with but like oh, it's, how much is it a part of who you are and will it always be a part of who you are it's, it's like yeah. hard to extrapolate it I guess I don't know I think because I'm a workaholic <laughs> that I, I I'm driven by my career so yeah, I don't yeah. know how to do anything else, really. <laughs> so I feel that I feel that so hard. Like when people yeah. are like, "What are your hobbies?" I'm like, "I'm uh, working on other projects." Yeah. Like my partner always jokes to me, like, "If I have any time off, I just like immediately start new projects." Like that's yeah. how I enjoy myself. So I definitely feel that, and I feel like a sense of kind of confusion and loss if I'm not yeah. doing something. It's, you feel kind I, of guilty. Yeah, yeah it's, you feel it's probably kind of bad. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And so and you feel like, oh, there's so much creativity I could be giving out right now, but I just want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. What the fuck? But no, I've got to, you know, there's so much happening in my brain. So yeah, I, I feel that because I used to work in music. So I, I feel exactly the same way. And yeah, if I wasn't promoting stuff, you know, I was sitting on the couch and thinking I should be promoting stuff. And yeah. Maybe I'll start something, <laughs> start a new project. I have a real problem now where like I have to force myself to stop and just watch like television or whatever, or like just watch Netflix. Like I, I, I find it really hard to focus because I'm just like, I like to listen to, I, I like to do two things at once. I, I find it quite hard to focus. So even when I'm working, 
yeah like mm-hmm. I, I prefer to have a podcast going or a, you know a lecture or something so that I could be doing I feel like I'm doing more and therefore I'm able to do more it's it's very strange it's probably massively unhealthy we should probably get some help about that it does does feel more productive doesn't it really like I can multitask yes look at me again yeah Yeah. my I've seen some very uh I feel personally attacked Instagram posts about the cult of productivity and I'm like Mm -hmm. ah I see this is this is me but I don't know if it's coming from like a capitalistic sense or just like this mad innate desire to create weird shit I think yep. it might, I hope it's that instead of just evil yeah. capitalism but it's probably capitalism let's be honest yeah <laughs> there's one reason why I avoid those posts because I I feel the same so I'm just like no I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. don't even look at it <laughs> I'm gonna be yeah. so yeah, within your sure. career of filmmaking is there any are there any statements that you have made or you want to make that you haven't made already is there any particular ones that made you start in this career that you wanted to go, hey, this is an issue and I want to I wanna say something about it and so I'm going to do that through film? Yeah, it's a, good, it's a good question. I guess, like, there's no singular statement, but more of just, like, a, this is going to sound wanky as fuck, but just, like, mm-hmm. a moral basis behind it where I'd, like, I'd like to do good with film, like, mm-hmm. highlight stories that I believe should be, told like if there's any power in filmmaking it's that it's a fairly consumable art form and therefore it can go a little further than say I don't know a really uh dense text or something so I guess like I just know that like I've got you know a standpoint and uh things that I believe in um you know I'm unashamedly sex positive like uh, I'm a queer person like I you know I'm I'm not going to be um shying away from telling what I see to be the truth in the world and, and letting others who have equally interesting perspectives have their say like I remember early on like I'm, I'm I think I'm, I'm doing my master's in journalism and I did a story about um biohacking and I've had this criticism before where my perspective isn't like skeptical or critical enough yeah. and it's more just that I don't really like um and I guess it's that's the difference between like hard journalism and perhaps documentary and how those sort of art forms are diverging or have always kind of been diverging uh, or always separate but like mm-hmm. that I'm not um I don't critique my subjects necessarily but it's often because I choose subjects that I guess I think have a perspective that should be shared so yeah no I think I'm just really interested in telling great stories that deserve to be told I think that's kind of where I'm heading and I fell into the porn and sex positive stuff because I'm I love porn I'm massively interested in porn I always thought that I could just become like a full-on like boogie nights pornographer when I finished film school but then I realized very quickly that that is probably not you know I'm not a businessman so that's not going to happen somewhere (laughs) I know I'll be a fat cat with a cigar and just like heaps of porn (laughs) Uh, yeah so no not not as not a singular vision uh not really no yeah yeah so is there a favorite film that you've done so far I think I know which one it is but we obviously you you know not mine but somebody else's <laughs> it's tempting to just say that it's a feature but I guess it's that thing when you make art and probably the same for you where it's like you tend to be the most into the thing that you've done the recent the most recent yeah. which in many ways would be um 
All of Me, which is the film we've done together about yeah. your story. So I think that's probably the loudest for me right now in terms of like occupying more of my space because I'm pushing that one out. But yeah. I have a, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart for all my films from my very early horrible black and white films I made with my little sister right through to like, <laughs> you know, projects I'm just in development with now yeah. so yeah no it's it's like trying to choose between a favorite cat I, I don't think I I don't think I can so what was the first one you ever did do you remember oh I mean I um I made these awful awful films with my little sister she will kill me for talking about them but we made like oh it's called Ricky Wofberg and basically it's a satire about channel 31 host who's like an a, a gay alien uh right. it's bizarre it's like it's like a, it's like 45 minutes long yeah. I don't think we're ever going to release it but I made like a full DVD cover for it like I went all out it's kind of roughly based on like that show um Serenity oh, <laughs> yeah, things, yeah. I don't know yeah it's super weird super weird it's very yeah. embarrassing I think we must also point out that Fishcam was probably the greatest um, yes. placeholder for television of all time. Do you remember Fishcam? Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Actually, so you mentioned that. That was so. Yeah, I always like as a kid wondered why that was even a thing. But I heard that, uh, and I could this could be like a meme or not true, but I did hear that they released like the best of Fishcam, and there was like amazing bits where like one of the fish died and like other things like that. But that might someone oh, fa- fact check that. that. Would be, yeah. <laughs> sounds like a thing but that would be awful (laughs) has the pandemic sort of changed the way you've um approached filmmaking or made you think differently about how you want to approach future projects uh yeah definitely it has like I've gone into sort of Uh, pre-production on a bunch of projects that I probably wouldn't have had time to do beforehand and like I've just been working like I haven't left my house in nine months basically so (laughs) I've been working remotely on everything so that's been different I haven't done any shoots sort of like COVID safe shoots or anything just yet so we're kind of just looking at how to go back into stuff now that Melbourne seems to be finally aligning which obviously aside from death and destruction and like you know terrifying reality of the pandemic was that it uh, afforded me just a bit more time to do pre-production on new stuff so that's been the main change I just think interesting stories man like I um I get I'm a bit not full obsessive about stuff but I do get obsessed with like ideas and like I'm very like um textural and like emotional so for lack of better description so I get like hooked on like vibes or themes or whatever and then I just like I don't know I have to be in those worlds or I kind of feel Hmm. weird that probably makes no sense but yeah I think it's honestly just like super interesting stories weird parts of the internet and like uh I don't know the workaholicism again so I just like immerse myself fully and I it's like um makes me think of in BDSM you know people who are like pain sluts I think I'm like a texture slut (laughs) and I just like being surrounded by things of a certain texture or feeling um yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) I think that's one reason why I started this podcast as well because people were saying to me you should write a book and I'm like no but then I thought well there's so many people with amazing stories and I thought well I just worked with you and I thought well you know I could start a podcast (laughs) where everyone who I bring on inspires me in some kind of way because they've got an interesting story that you know I learned from them so yeah same type of thing it's and then it yeah. adds to my workload <laughs> but, well, exactly yeah. I'm right back at you I'm so excited for you to have a podcast oh, I'm very you. honored to be part of it 
Well, you're welcome to come back anytime because I'm more, more likely going to do series two and I'm going to need people. So <laughs> yeah. you guys are going to be my rent crowd. <laughs> Anyone out there from rent crowd can just give me a call. Is, are there any particular projects that are coming up for you? Are you still working on your main ones? Or you don't? Yeah, I've. I got a couple on my slate and I don't have an agent. I'm a solo independent artist, so nobody can tell me not to talk about them. So, um, so, <laughs> so I'm going to plug the shit out of them. So I've actually got two sort of main ones I'm working on and always like in the background is like whatever's going on with Mog and her plans. Yeah. But I uh, am working on a featured doco with one of my excellent friends, Stephanie Sabrinskis. It's called The Valley. Working title may change. And that's sort of about... Um, life after coal so I grew up in a place called Gippsland sort of like yes. got the I don't know, world's largest fucking coal hole that sits mm-hmm. right on the edge of my hometown you know honestly like I think it's like 400 meters from the edge of the freeway that separates my town and it's like oh, wow. you know constantly teetering on the edge of fucking falling in even though they say it's not going to fall in it just you know there's subsidence they call it subsidence anyway yeah. we won't get into the conspiracies but uh we're working on that project mm-hmm. at the moment um it's probably going to take us you know 10 to 15 years like any good documentary but uh that's in the works so we've just kind of started pre-production on that and I'm also working on a feature horror with my good friend David Ward who I made a very like uh in the film school we made a film called uh Womb which is this cool 60 millimeter body horror um film and now we're uh reconnecting and we're sort of working on this um feature horror film which is sort of like I like to think it's kind of like poppy poppy meets videodrome so like it's YouTube YouTube era videodrome Cronenbergy realness uh and yeah I'm really excited to be working on that as well that sounds really cool that's awesome yeah should be good lots of like USB cables and like uh female sexuality so that should be fun like a very 90s vibe coming from that yeah I think so yeah yeah that's really cool so you have to put the 90s fashion in there of horror as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think I'm technically, I mean, I was born in 89, but I guess that kind of makes me primarily like raised in the 90s. So it's probably yeah. going to happen that I'm like vibing on that 90s shit. Oh, okay. I say as I wear a Jay and Silent Bob shirt. Yeah, and I saw that and I'm like, that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so typical. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. So in the spirit of the margarita sessions, um, because somebody came up with this name because I couldn't think of a name of the podcast. And she said, well, if um, people drink alcohol, it's more like a truth serum. So you get more of a candid conversation as they're drinking right now, which is beer of what type? Because our listeners cannot see so, Yeah, I'm drinking an Asahi, but only because I couldn't get Singtao. Nice. And I'm drinking a <laughs> Delicious. Oh, cheers then. Cheers. Um, so is that your favorite drink? That, that was my next question. What is your favorite drink? Honestly, no, no. And I'm sorry to the good people of Asahi, but I really prefer a Singtao. Uh, but my local, because I live out in the country, my local um, <laughs> bottle shop doesn't stock it most of the time. So I have to settle for fine, but less good Asahi. So they don't even order it in for you? I don't think, uh, you know, that's a good question. Like, no, I don't believe so. Don't like, they, I haven't tried, I guess, hard enough, maybe. Seriously, don't they Google? Don't they know who you are? Honestly. I, I know, I'm kind of a big deal. So where's oh, my Singtao? Where's my slab of Singtao? <laughs> no, it's, it's, um, 
perfectly reasonable drink and it's fine. And I don't know, like uh, I drink beer. I, I honestly, like I'm a, a scumbag. So I, I honestly drink anything. Um, so I don't know if I'm fancy enough to have like a favorite drink. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's, you know, will I be drunk? How, how, how drunk? How drunk, yeah. Depending on the occasion, how drunk do you need to be, to be cognitive? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. There's a lot of like very reasonable assumptions I make where it's like, do I need to speak later? Then maybe I'll have a beer, you know? Doesn't matter if I vomit or black out. Well, maybe I'll have a vodka. Like it's, um, you know, I'm a very reasonable person. Yeah. And I know one of um, our colleagues in in the industry, she was always like that. Whenever she did an event, She'll go, how much do I need to drink? If it's free, <laughs> I will drink it. Even if I need to do a speech, I'm sure it'll be clear because people know who I am. And quite often, <laughs> quite often because it was free, she would continue to keep drinking it and then say to me, well, they just kept giving them to me. And then she, <laughs> she tried to do a speech and because she was cute, she got away with it, but it would often be dribble. But everyone was like, <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. She's so cute. So we mention her name because otherwise we'll get in trouble. But I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Not me, but it's definitely someone that we know. Um, and it was, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> definitely not mocked. Um, so on that note, it's been lovely. Unless you want to add anything else, you can have the floor right now. It's all Ooh, uh, no, but I just want to reiterate how excited I am to be part of your podcast and thank you very much for having me. And I guess cheers again. Cheers. Margarita Sessions. Check out Josie's website at josieiscool.com and you can also follow them on Instagram, Yosisaurus. The links will be available within the episode description. Remember, you can also follow me on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Melina Blacking. And check out my website, my.bio forward slash Melina Viking, and you can buy my videos, watch me live, and so much more. Thanks for joining us today, guys, and I look forward to bringing you the next Margarita Sessions.